You're listening to the Screening in Kingston podcast, recorded in Kingston, Ontario, Canada, at CFRC, 1019 FM, Queen's University campus. And just like that, our movie club comes to an end. This is exciting, though. This is like our first ever movie club. I think it went very well. Um, I was happy, sad. Yeah. And I was mentioning to you, Taylor, um, that, you know, all our fan questions today, it looks like people were streaming along. So I think as we went through, more people kind of caught on and went, oh, yeah, okay, I'll stream this too. And I'll kind of catch up and and be part of this. So that I think that that was really cool. If we do do this again, we might spend a little more time leading up to it. We'll promo it again if we do another um, movie club. One of our fans did ask us about that. We'll get to that eventually. Um, but, yeah, I think that uh, – I think we had fun. This was kind of a neat experiment. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. Well, I I really like the different movies, like kind of getting out of the comfort zone a bit and doing things a little bit, little bit differently, which was kind yeah, of nice. It was certainly an interesting month. Yeah, I mean, four films that are quite different <laughs> in many many ways. Only the only um, comparing thing I could see is we we started the month with uh, Tommy, Lee Tommy Lee Jones, and we're ending the month with Tommy Lee Jones. Closure. So, we came yeah. full circle. Full circle. Um, so today we are going to talk about Captain America, the first Avenger. That was the film uh, that I selected in, under the category of movies I thought Taylor would hate. Um, for those of you who are kind of just catching up on things, this is the fourth movie and final movie of our April movie clubs. So we hope you've been streaming along. But if not, you can go back and take a look at they're all on Netflix so you can even listen to our reviews and go back and and take a look and still let us know what you thought yeah even if it's uh six months from now why not (laughs) (laughs) right now time has no meaning anyway because we're still physical social distancing whatever people are calling it yeah lockdown though I um I know that at least where we are which is in in Kingston um thing things have been moving um a, a little bit better and I know even in Ontario they're announcing that they're coming up with plans throughout May and June to start to slowly reopen things again um, so hopefully, you know, I don't know. I mean, certainly movie theaters aren't going to be the first thing that, that opens. I think that's going to be a while yet, but maybe, maybe things will, um, slowly start to get back to something. I saw in Saskatchewan, you can camp, but there's no bathroom facilities. Oh, okay. So you can camp, but no bathroom facilities. Okay. I was wondering actually about that for camping because they always have those those larger bathroom places that like yeah. at campgrounds. Okay. That's interesting. So like, and there's like no rentals. So it's like very much like you're going to the bush. Yeah. And you're pretty much just roughing at camping, which well, I, I mean, that's, that's optimal social distancing. I guess so. I mean, to me, it's like, I, I don't know if I'm going to, I even wouldn't go up to a cottage if I had one now. I would just like, what's the difference? I might as well just stay locked in my apartment. I mean, it's all the same. It's all, it's all, wherever I am, it's a loaded social distancing. It doesn't matter. The only difference is mosquitoes. Mosquitoes, yeah, that's true. Mosquito bugs of all sorts. Um, so yeah, as I mentioned, we, we have quite a bit of fan questions, but most of them relate to, to the film. So again, I'll, I'll start off with the fan questions this week that don't specifically touch upon this week's movie, because I like to put those in the middle of our review, because this is a movie club for our fans as well. So I like everyone to be part of it. Um, so got to skip a couple here. Um, this one, go back to last week's question. 
What are my top five superhero movies? We do actually, because you know what? Why don't we start off with Austin then? Because he did write in again, so we'll we'll start off with the Austin. Same question or no, he just he. Well, here I'll read it. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I was about to explain it to you. I might as well just read it. Um, he says, uh, "Hi, screening in Kingston, uh, Mike. Thank you for passing along my question to Taylor about her naming her top five superhero movies. I look forward to hearing her list. I thought I'd share mine too." Number one, The Dark Knight. Number two, Spider-Man Homecoming. Number three, X-Men. Number four, Superman 2. Number five, Spider-Man 2. Looking forward um, to both of your thoughts on Captain America. I've really enjoyed streaming along with you both. So, Taylor, I mean, this is a great time. Why don't you give us, this is Taylor's definitive list, top five superhero movies. Go ahead, Taylor. So... You guys know I don't watch superhero movies. So. <laughs> I think that's why the request came in. <laughs> yeah, so you're all going to fight me on this. I know. But um, full disclosure, I did a combination of what Wikipedia considers superheroes. Mm-hmm. And then like a Vulture article. Mm-hmm. Okay. A Vulture <laughs> yeah. article. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, like Vulture.com. I think it's... You really went to the sources there, eh? <laughs> Vulture.com and Wikipedia. You really... <laughs> I think they're like a pop culture online magazine. They are, but they're not exactly, um, you know, they're not the Hollywood cool. Reporter, you know? Is. No. Okay. So number one, The Crow. Number one, The Crow. We all thought... I, I consider The Crow a superhero movie, so I have no problem with, with you putting that on He's there. He's like an anti-hero. Yeah, which is the whole part of superheroes. superhero powers. Yeah, if you get powers, even if you're an anti-hero, I mean, it still if you works. you get powers, even if they're from a crow, Sure. Crow... <laughs> hey, Spider-Man, Ant-Man, Crow. Like, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it's whatever. It's whatever. Um... Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, interesting. Okay, so you liked Guardians of the Galaxy as your number two. Uh, Wikipedia considered it a superhero movie. The Vulture didn't. The Vulture did not consider Guardians of the Galaxy. They say that it takes place in a universe where, like, superpowers aren't superpowers. Like, it's just, like, the norm. Not really. Because it, like, takes place in space. But so so they considered the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe not superhero movies. No, like the whole list was Marvel. So I don't know. I maybe have to reread the article. But Vulture. Just, yeah, <sighs> this is why I hate Vulture. Said Guardians of the Galaxy did not count. Okay, whatever it counts. Um, that's number two. On that. <laughs> that's a good number two. That's a good number two. So, but now because you don't like superheroes, is this a movie you actually liked? Like, is your number two, or did we already dip down into? I'm just no, putting like, this. I really like. Guardians okay, of the good. Galaxy. Good to know. But. Maybe it's not a superhero movie. I don't know. It's a superhero movie. I'm sure Austin would agree it's a superhero movie. Uh, My third one is the Lego Batman movie. Oh, yes. That's a great movie. Yeah, it's a really good movie. I had such a fun time at the theater with with that movie. Like, it was so good. I'm a fan of the... I've only seen Lego 1 and 2 and the Batman movie, but they have a couple other ones. Well, um... I think there's like a ninja one. Yes, there's, yeah, um, Lego Ninjago, I think is what it's called. I didn't see that one either. Um, but yeah, I think those are the ones I saw. The other three are great. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed those Lego, Will yeah, Arnett those movies. Batman, great. Really great pick. Um, Zach Galifianakis is the Joker. Yeah. Michael Sarah plays Robin. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good, yeah. Um, Wikipedia says this is a superhero movie, so I'm taking it. Okay. Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. That's a stretch. <laughs> that's a stretch that that's a superhero movie. There's a villain. Um, Dan and I had rented it before the lockdown. Yes. Like, 
just at the beginning of it. Just at the start, yeah. And I did really enjoy that one. And in like a similar a similar vein, the new Pokemon movie, Detective Pikachu. Detective Pikachu. I like that movie a lot. I, I really did enjoy it. I haven't seen Sonic yet, but I, I really liked Detective if Pikachu. If you liked Detective Pikachu, you'll like Sonic. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, I, I was surprised how much I liked Detective yeah, right? Pikachu. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really good. It's like classic children's like quote-unquote children's movie where it's for kids but they wrote it so that the adults who took the kids would enjoy it yeah i couldn't agree more with that like it's something that other kids movies have really gotten away from that like even pixar does pretty well but it's nice to see them do this well as well because even the lego movies are kind of like that they're kind of meant for kids but everyone can enjoy them um and i yeah i i really like detective pikachu so that's good to know i've been i have sonic i believe it's on crave now i'm pretty sure i just saw it it there and Maybe i was considering okay yeah I, i've done that i've rented movies on youtube it's oh, yeah. great i've never had a problem and then five because i'm a good fiance logan logan dan's second favorite movie dan is uh is has great taste because logan is 100 percent in my top five like logan is such a fantastic superhero movie yeah it's a good one wow okay so that's my list there you go. Okay, so The Crow, Guardians of the Galaxy, Lego Batman, Sonic, which I don't know, and then Logan. Um, that's like, pretty good. Honorable mention, mm -hmm. Tim Burton's Batman movies. Yep. Okay, yeah. Like, yeah. those are just fine. To be fair, like, I didn't want to include them because I haven't rewatched all of them recently as an adult, but, mm -hmm. like, watching them as a kid, yeah, great. Oh, I, I mean, I've, I've seen, I've at least seen the first one the, the like the first batman movie tim burton somewhat recently and i'm pretty sure it holds up like i i had a great time with it so i think i watched batman forever like probably val kilmer like is it the val kilmer one it's the one with um catwoman catwoman oh that's batman returns yeah, that's With um. Michelle yes, yeah, Batman okay. Returns, which is also so I, Tim Burton. That's his second yeah, movie. Yeah, I watched uh, that yeah. one recently, and it stands up. Yeah, there was so there was supposed to be. This is the kind of big, interesting news: is that after Tim Burton did the first two Batman movies, he was planning a third one with Nicolas Cage playing Superman, huh. and it never happened. <laughs> they were like, "You're weird." Yeah, they so. Just didn't they didn't get it. Yeah. And so he did the first movie and the comment, I guess comments came back to him, but like, you've got to make it a little less dark because this is, you know, we want children to be able to go to the movie theater. So he went the opposite direction. He made it as weird as he possibly could because he doesn't like studio notes. Um, He's like, <laughs> yeah, which is why we got the cartoonish Batman forever next <laughs> from, um, uh, I can't remember, Joel Schumacher, uh, where it was just like everything looks like a toy <laughs> because because they were like, okay, we got we to gotta curve away from what Tim Burton did. You know, the studios don't get it. No, they don't get it. Um, but very good. Yeah, I think, that's a, I think that's a pretty solid list. I will see, I can see people saying Sonic doesn't belong on there. Um, hey, Wikipedia. Well, Wikipedia is written by people who don't necessarily have backgrounds anyway. like yeah exactly <laughs> who just decided to add it um but but i will say of the four of your five i don't know how many people can like argue that these are like any of these are 
necessarily bad movies. Like I'm sure other people could say, well, you know, Lego Batman Guardians Galaxies are like lower on their list, but The Crow and Logan are, are two solid I, I get a lot movies. Of crow hate. Do you? I feel like I've been victimized by my love of The Crow. I think. Oh, I guess some people don't like, really you get even it. Come hard. Because I don't understand why you love it so much. Like I'll admit, The Crow is like a decent movie, but I just don't understand what your attachment to it is. I think I'm that's where I come. I guess so. It's just that for of all the movies like The Crow, I just would never have put that there, you know? Like I don't know. I don't know. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um moving on to uh our next uh fan question here. So we'll go to we'll go to Josh next because his usually have nothing to do with what we're talking about. Um Josh says, "Oh hey, uh, Michael, if you had to be trapped in a cinematic universe for the rest of your life, which one would you pick? Also, yes, I do purposely troll you regarding my movie bathroom routine. I know he does. Um, the Star Trek universe. I don't even have to think about it. Because, like, Marvel, I wouldn't survive unless I had a, a super power ability. And Star Wars is... Yeah, any and same with Star Wars, like planets just keep getting blown up. Um, Star Trek, I think they have the best technology. I think I would do really well on a starship. I think that I would enjoy exploration. Um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Star Trek because they make space. Tra- they take away the things about space travel that right now would frighten me. They take that away and they make it kind of a little bit more normalized. So I didn't even have to think about it. I would. I would be happy to be stuck in the Star Trek universe. Um, So for you, Taylor, uh, he wants to know, what is your favorite historically based movie and why? Probably Cleopatra or Gone with the Wind. Interesting. Okay. Because it's like, the, is it was back in the day of like the big budget historical epic. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, for like, sure. Like, you could live in those movies. Oh, they were massive. They they spend so much time creating the world. It's such a, like, you're just sucked into it for such a long period of time. And I love ancient Egypt. Mm. Like, growing up, like, I thought I was going to be an Egyptologist. Did you, know, did you know, seek out those movies? Like, did you seek out anything that had to do with Egypt in it whatsoever? I think, like, I watched Cleopatra and The Mummy. The Mummy, yes. But this was, like, when, like, the height of my Egypt addiction. Mm -hmm. I didn't know to, like, Google movies about Egypt. Mm, You know what I mean? Right, It wasn't. Yeah. So those were kind of my two, like, definitive Egypt movies that I would watch. Right, right. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's. That's why I love Cleopatra. Yeah. And, I don't know, Gone with the Wind, again, like, the costumes, Rep Butler. Um, granted, it's not a great time in history. I mean... No. It's the South during the Civil War. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, she's, like, lush. Mm-hmm. Beautiful movie. Yeah. No, and I think the question is more, like, what, what are kind of your favorite movies? It doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a great point in history. You can still... Uh, enjoy what they're doing with it cinematically um yeah i was gonna i was gonna mention and bring up the mummy because i know you like that movie but i guess it all kind of comes into this because there's a lot of um sort of ancient egyptian things that kind of come up throughout that movie both of them both of the 
Brendan Fraser. Like well, I mean, it doesn't start that way. I mean, it start. He starts in a prison, and I just rewatched actually the first two Mummy movies because they happened to be on. I finally have cable again, so they happened to be on. Like CTV was running like a marathon on their CTV Sci-Fi channel, and it was all the Mummy movies. Um, well, I've never seen the third one because they recap the wife. Yeah, I I haven't seen it either. I never have interest when that happens. Well, sometimes it happens and it's and it's better. you know better and, and it, or it's no one's fault and it's just like a bad circumstance. But I don't understand why they couldn't bring her back. Like, did she but not she want to come back? Read the script and was like, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> whereas, like, whereas Brendan <laughs> Brendan Fraser was like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> yeah, but, whatever, it's the weekend. She ended up um, doing quite a bit, and now she's she's good. At, well, the Black Widow movie's been postponed, but she's in it. Rachel Vice? Yeah. She's like a, she's a, a very successful actress. Very successful. She's been in a lot of stuff. She was in that, um, the movie The Lobster. Yeah. Very, uh, great movie. yeah, very strange though. It's a good movie, but like, whew, a weird, <laughs> weird movie. I still, I still today think it's stranger to me than the favorite, um, of, of his movies. Like, oh, I, I, no, just like in terms of story itself. Yes. Like the, premise yes definitely, yeah uh, i actually unusual. i find the favorite much more grounded <laughs> at least i can like recognize realities in it where i'm yeah the lobster i'm just oof, i don't know <laughs> um okay josh this last questions for both of us if you had to remove a movie genre from existence <laughs> which would you pick Marvel. this okay hold on this can be as broad or narrow of a genre if, as you wish for example all comedies versus all slapstick comedies okay josh so here's your problem with yours though taylor because re repercussions if you snapped out of existence the marvel movies there'd be so many actors who wouldn't have work there'd be so many people with no money like those those movies give money in the pockets for those people to go do the other great films there aren't really, like, to be quite honest, when I look at the, the roster mm -hmm. of Marvel actors, there aren't any that I would be brokenhearted if I didn't <laughs> see them in Oh, yeah, you don't like uh, Scarlett Johansson, because she's she going to be my example of, like, she yeah. would never be nominated for two Oscars had she not, like... <laughs> yeah, good riddance. I'd be, I'd be happy to Thanos slap her out of here. <laughs> Thanos... It's a snap, not a slap. Okay. Wow. Okay. Here we go. Here comes the hate. Scarlett Johansson. Uh, I don't know. I think. I think you're yeah. you're making your pick without under like understanding the repercussions because that that would send a whole financial slew of issues into the movie industry. Have I not said from day one? I cannot wait till the studio system as it currently exists collapse. I don't know if you said that day one, but day two or three. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> like it was early on. So I know the repercussions. Oh, and you're fine with it. You're just happy for it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would take a genre. Well, you know what? Scratch that. Uh, music biopics. Yeah, you're really Don't need them. Don't need them. Or like um, 
musicals, like adapted musicals. Adapted musicals. You know what? That's even better. The music biopics I can take because like I, I liked Rocket Man and I like Elton John. So like I there are some musicians that, that I would like to hear more of. So you know what, Scratch you're right, scratch that. It's musicals that should be musicals, but they've been adapted for a film. Correct. And now that doesn't include like I would say keep the greatest showman or keep anything that was originally Perhaps a movie. Yeah, perhaps. Um, but take away everything else and let Broadway Mama be Broadway. Mia. Oh, you take away both Mamma Mia's because the second one's just irrelevant in in the pantheon of everything. Take away um, what else has been happening? Take away Into the Woods, please. Take away Into the Woods. Take away Sweeney Todd. Goodbye. I'd even give up Chicago if it meant I would never have to hear about Nine again. Um, good. I know, but I would take it away if it meant all these other ones. You know, you're going to lose some good in there. I understand that. And even, you, you know... Have to keep Rouge. Yes, absolutely. Moulin Rouge, keep it. You know what? Even even Little Shop of Horrors, because it was a movie first, keep it. Keep the original Hairspray, get rid of the other one. Keep the original Footloose, get rid of the other one. Like, I just let Broadway be Broadway. Let movies be movies. Get rid of Cats. Why do we need it? It's just, it does harm to everybody. No. Well, I mean, it makes money on Broadway, but but at least at least there it, it's different, and I'm fine with that. So yeah, musicals that were musicals first and on the stage first, and have been for some reason put into film, get rid of it. There you go. Um, I think I'm just gonna double check. Oh, okay. So we got one more fan question that's that's not 100% related. Um, so Nicole writes in from Instagram. Um, Hi guys, if you do another movie club, you should do a month of Canadian movies. There's some on Netflix, uh, but there's also a ton on CBC Gem, and they're completely free. Okay, so is the CBC Gem app free? I've never even heard of this. So CBC launched uh, an app that's like a streaming service um, where they put all like the their content, so any of the Canadian content that comes through CBC, and it's called CBC Gem. I was wondering because I never saw prices advertised anywhere, and they said there's a lot of free content. So I'm wondering if the app is actually free to get, and then you can just basically look, watch whatever on there. So it says CBC Gem is avail- available for free as an app for iOS and Android and online and on television. An ad-free premium membership is also available for $5 a month. So you get, you would, oh, you would watch it for free. Tears. Yeah. Commercials and then $5 right. for the no. Okay. A lot of CBC stuff ends up on, uh, Yes, Crave has a lot of Canadian stuff on there. Um, so, yeah, Crave is definitely another option. Um, but uh, Nicole continues to say, uh, it would be kind of cool to use the platform to promote some Canadian content. Not all of it is great, but there's some gems out there, like Meditation Park, Take This Waltz, The Grand Seduction, and Don't Talk to Irene. Also, Mike, if you're interested in exploring different religions through film and TV binges, check out Unorthodox. It's based on a memoir, and it's on Netflix. Oh, this must be my Nicole. This, yes, this She's is. She's been yeah. talking about Unorthodox. Um, unorthodox. That's interesting. I wonder. Yeah, I, I def. I will take. It's on Netflix. It's a 
I will take her suggestion and I'll, and I'll check it out. Um, yeah, I, I am fascinated. I've always been fascinated um, with other religions and cultures. Being like not a super religious person myself, I think that's where my fascination comes from is it's kind of all different and unique and interesting to me. So I'm, I'm fast. I definitely will check that out. Um, but I like that idea. I like the idea of, of having a Canadian movie club month at one point in time and get some Canadian content out there. I guess to me, it is the point that she even makes that not all of it is great. I, I've seen a lot of Canadian TV shows and films that are not so great. <laughs> so I definitely be looking, yeah, I'd be looking to find some of those gems. So even we can mix like in a few. You'd have to be like Google's top movies. On yeah. <laughs> We'd have to look at like the ratings and try to grab yeah. like the top ones. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Um, yeah, it'll be, um, it'll be interesting to see because I, I will give a little tease here that offline Taylor and I have been talking about doing another movie club. It won't be for the month of May, but it will be soon um, as we do and believe. Perhaps. Oh, and perhaps an exciting announcement along with that. Perhaps, as in most likely, but we'll tell you about it later. <laughs> well, I, you know, good customer service. You never want to overpromise. Nah, let's over. I don't want to outright say. Taylor, my my whole life philosophy is overpromise, underdeliver. Overpromise, underdeliver. The screening and kicks the mantra. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, and I, I like that idea of doing a Canadian one. So, And I do think we will do this again. Um, I, I think we've pretty much decided it was fun. We, As I said, I want to take more time just from seeing fan questions come in today. We've got three more that all relate to the film. So clearly people caught up eventually. Um, I want to do some promos and say, okay, like sign up or, or you know, get people to register to be part of this club and we'll collect you questions know, from them. You. Yeah. It's once a month. Like, we had one episode a month for the movie club. Yeah, that's true. We could so do the movie club over a long period of time. Yeah, like, yeah. you have a whole month to watch the movie, and then we just got this. Yeah, I like that. No, it's, it's, there's so many things we could do with this. So, I think, um, yes, the, possibilities the, are endless. the, 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 hence the announcement <laughs> in June, the Tyler Vance Memorial, uh, movie club will be back with a brand new name, uh, as Tyler Vance is still alive. Um, okay, so as I said, the next couple. Qu I'm just going to double check here because I, I seem to keep messing. Uh, yes, we've got we've got Lily, Tyler, and uh, C, who are all going to be part of our movie club. Okay, so we've got three fan questions left, uh, but we're going to make sure they're all part of our movie club. We're going to get into the review right now, um, the moment we've all been waiting for, and we'll of course hear from Taylor first. So Taylor, let's drum hear, roll, yeah, let's hear your thoughts. Drum, I'm not going to put a drum roll in. Um, <laughs> what are your thoughts on Captain America: The First Avenger? So I want to preface my comments mm -hmm. by saying, anyone who loves Marvel. Mm -hmm. Me not loving Marvel should not take away from your enjoyment. Mm -hmm. Like these people who are like, well, what do you mean you don't like Marvel? Yep, it happens. Believe it, guys. You get more of it than anyone. <laughs> For any topic, really. <laughs> not, not just Marvel. <laughs> yeah, Disney. Like all these people who came at me yeah. about Disney. Like you yelling at me over the internet mm -hmm. is not going to change my mind about Marvel. Absolutely not. You know. It won't. <laughs> so that being said. I did not like this movie. Mm -hmm. I just find it boring. Like, interesting. Okay, boring. I interesting. I don't like action scenes. Mm -hmm. 
for the most part. Like, I don't mind, like, oh, you throw in an action scene in a Guy Ritchie movie or, sure. like, whatever. Like, I'm along for the ride. Sure. But, like, in, like, a, this is an action movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I find the action scenes are too long. Right. So, the action scenes were too long in this movie. And then the stuff that I was actually interested in, kind of the plot, like, the meat of the story, it was so low. Like, there wasn't, like... Like, the ratio to action to plot was not equal to me. And so like, which plot el- elements were you saying, okay, I, I wanted Hydra. more of that? I'm Hydra. Like, I kept saying to Dan, I'm like, enough with this Captain America bull S. I want to know more about Hydra. <laughs> yeah. I want to know more about this Nazi, mo- n- Nazi magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting like, oh, wow here's 20 minutes of Captain America doing a montage of him dancing getting bonds for the war <laughs> okay now hold on you didn't you didn't find that interesting the way they like clearly take someone who all he wants to do is be a soldier and help and the only way he can do that is be part of this variety show and see his displeasure with that that wasn't like interesting to you no suck it up oh my gosh <laughs> Like, like, boo-hoo. It's, you know, you know, in It's a Wonderful Life, George, or whatever his name is, I think it's George Bailey, the lead, he Mm -hmm. can't go fight in World War II Mm because he's deaf in one ear. Mm -hmm. He is not a big baby about it. Mm -hmm. He is the community manager and gets all the tin and does the air raids. That was a much shorter and a much more interesting montage. About and that's and that's in It's a Wonderful Life. Right. And you know I've gone on record saying that movie is boring. Yeah. Yeah. You know it is. Yeah. Oh, it's long. I mean, it's a long movie. Um, so um, yeah, I'm just like I don't find these characters like I don't find their motivation particularly interesting. Mm. Like, oh, like I hate bullies. That's your defining characteristic that you hate bullies. It's not his defining characteristic. That's one movie, characteristic. Like, my, that's what what are you, you talking about? No. I will fight you on this. He well, has I mean, way more motivation than that. Well, obviously. <laughs> like well, first of all, obviously, and that can be a strong motivator. And second of all, it's not just that he hates bullies, he wants to to help and he has been someone who has never been able to do any of these things physically that anyone else can do. And now a war comes on where what you need is this physicality and he can't even be part of it. That's a pretty strong motivation beyond the bullying thing. Like the it's bullying thing's a characteristic of him, but like that's brain. not his motivation. Use your brain. Go to school <laughs> and join your stupid space program that's going to happen in 20 years. What? He, okay, he doesn't, he doesn't want to join the space program. But yeah, anyway. He wants to go, like, Ugh, do you want to kill Nazis? No, I just hate bullies. Like, what? Like, <laughs> no, you want to kill bullies. You want to kill Nazis. Like, anyways. So, yeah, like, it just doesn't, like, what Marvel does for people, like, I don't take that away from you guys. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like. No, no, of course you not. You find the stories interesting, like. You find the action, like, you find the storylines, like, emotive. They make you feel, and they carry you away. And, like, you love that, like, the Easter eggs in the films. Like, oh, there's there's um, the, there's the Iron Man's dad. Like, yeah. you like all that, that crap? Like, to me, like, I shouldn't call it crap. It's, I don't think it's crap. But you guys like all that stuff? To me, that's not what I like about mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you know, like I'm not looking for those, those little Easter eggs that's going to connect to the next Iron Man movie. And like, I don't want to have to sit through 20 minutes of credits to see the last, like the post credit scene to get me ready for the next movie. Did you like, though? Did you watch yeah, the post credit scene this time? Okay, good. All right. And I'm like, whatever. Like, <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, by that point, I mean, if you're not into it, <laughs> the post credit scene's so, going to be a big waste of time. <laughs> so like, will I ever be converted to like the Marvel universe? Quite frankly, I don't think so because it doesn't deliver on the things that I like about film. No, and I don't no. like, like, I like tight scripts, right? Mm-hmm. Like I like tight world building that are like individual. Like I'm not looking for 20 movies in one cinematic universe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like that. It just, yeah. So at the end of the day, will I ever be a Mar- Marvel convert? No. But do you think, will there occasionally be superhero movies that I enjoy? Probably. Well, and Guardians of the Galaxy is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it, you know it was on your list. So, like, clearly, it again, it can grab you for one movie that isolates itself because yeah, like Guardians doesn't easy. have a lot of those. It has some deep cut things, but not a lot of that pointing to other nostalgia things. You but know? it's like a self-contained story, right? for sure. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Um, and like to be like, I enjoyed the second Guardians of the Galaxy, but like by no means was it as good as the first one. Right. Like I could watch the first Guardians of the Galaxy and not want another one. Yeah, for sure. Like, I think that's the difference between me and Marvel fans is that like I'm okay with there being just like one movie. Oh, and like you I think I a lot of people actually, I I actually think agree with you. I don't think that that's such an uncommon opinion, even for superhero or Marvel fans. Is is sometimes those second movies are so unnecessary and, and pointless and never as good as the first that I think that I do think there there is a lot of people who would actually agree with that opinion and I think like a, we like go into and like this maybe comes from a little bit of ignorance because I haven't seen like the whole um, catalog of the film but I am seeing this as a trend in other film now is that because everyone now wants to make something a franchise, Mm -hmm. movies are no longer standalone stories. Yeah. And like, oh, movie one is now set up for movie three, four, Mm -hmm. five. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I just want to, that that was the problem with the new Hellboy movie. Yeah, definitely. Which was like, if they weren't spending so much time trying to set it up for it to be like a franchise, it would have been a pretty good movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, it would have been fun. Yeah. Well, and see, that's actually the mistake that's being made. See, Marvel did the cinematic universe after a success, which was Iron Man. So Iron Man was one movie, stood alone, was written as a standalone, and suddenly it was so successful that they went, okay, we could do something here. Whereas the mistake, again, I've always said that I think intention is so important when it comes to what a filmmaker is doing because the new Mummy movie, the Hellboy movie, like all these movies were like, okay, we're setting up a universe and we're doing everything in this film. Iron Man didn't do that. Iron Man was 100% and is still a standalone movie. They tagged on a little tease thing at the end, but had no intention on doing anything with that. It's just, oh, we'll throw it in and people who marvel will like know what's going on. But it was so big and so popular that it that it took off. Yeah, I just hate this like this idea that everything needs to be a cash. But I will say with everything you're saying though, I I don't know what you're pinpointing in this movie that does that cuz I don't think Captain America the First Avenger is taking a lot of time to set up anything. I think it is telling a relatively succinct sustained well, I one story. I didn't about this. I didn't like it. 
Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just, yes, no, 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 for sure. No. thought that I thought would be interesting. Like, Red Skull, super cool. Mm-hmm. I would have watched mm-hmm. a movie just about Red Skull. Oh, people complain that, that this, like, there wasn't more of him and he wasn't more of a built-up thing. Yeah. So I just, like, that's why I think, like, people who like Marvel, that's great. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, like, they have to understand that Marvel is not delivering on the things that I enjoy. About no, and that's the thing. Like, I think that you... You know, you you like the things that you like in film, and and just because someone disagrees with you or you disagree with them doesn't take away from each of you still enjoying that. Um, I'm gonna still enjoy Marvel movies. You're gonna still enjoy The Crow. Um, you know, you've you also. I mean, even a, a film franchise, not really a franchise, but the world building of Wes Anderson is something you love. You love Wes Anderson movies, and if someone else didn't like it, it's not gonna take away from you enjoying it. You can still enjoy it, and it just might not resonate for some people where it does for you um but i but i am gonna i am gonna i want to hit you on this one point though because uh yeah i mean I, I to me there's no point in discussing um the things of like you didn't like plot and action sequence because those are very much rooted in opinion but i don't think this movie falls into the trap that you're laying out of marvel movies setting up and franchise oh, yeah, movies setting up bigger, things yeah so that wasn't an m- issue you had with this movie in particular. It's more the cinematic universe and the way it was set up. You have an issue with that type of yeah, storytelling. Like, I feel like, like it had bad pacing. Right. Like the things that spent time on, like I didn't think it needed to spend time Oh, I, I, from the beginning of seeing this movie the first time, I, I didn't like the montage sequence that they did in there. I, I thought that that was a, a, a sort of waste of, of what they were doing as opposed to spending when more time on other things. Two hours. Mm-hmm. It's two hours and six minutes, right? Yeah, about that, like, yeah. Cut that out and, you know, you'd still have a very tight film mm-hmm. or replace it with exposition that actually moves the plot forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Give me more of that mythology of Red Skull, like whatever, right? Right. Like, um, I guess that's like what was one of my complaints or, like, where I was getting at with the whole, like, setup thing. I'm like, so what? Do I have to watch three more movies to figure out what Red Skull's deal is? Uh, not Red Skull, but certainly Hydra. If you watched three yeah, more movies, you would get more Hydra. Yeah, yeah. So, like, that, that to me, it was like, you could have given me... But, again, that's that's what I found interesting about the movie, right? Right, Maybe right. Someone who thought, thinks that, like, no, like, I'm more interested about Bucky and um, Steve's relationship. I wish they had more on air. Right. Oh, yeah. And I mean, even I'm someone who's saying like, I'm more interested in Captain America discovering what these powers mean to him and how it changes him. And I feel like in the first half, like I like the first third of this movie more than I like anything else because I'm okay with that build up. But again, even within, you know, your example of there's something specific that I wanted to spend more time on and I felt you could have used less on the other things. So I actually 100% agree with, with that. I do think the pacing of this film suffered. It's, I mean, it's one of the reasons why this director and even this writing team was, was, I don't think they were ever seen again in Marvel. They did this movie and that was it. Um, but I, I do, you know, I, I enjoy the movie and even watching it, rewatching it this weekend, I was like, ah, I'm home. I'm finally getting something of of that familiarity and all this disaster. Um, but yeah, I mean, I get the points you're making, though, and I, I actually totally agree with you about the montages, um, and I do think the pacing of this film is something um, 
something not great. Um, some of our fans, though, are chiming in on, on actually bringing up a couple of the points that you hit on. Um, so let's, let's hear from them here. Um, first, um, let's start, well, actually, let's start with Lily. I was about to get, dive into Tyler Vance, but we need to, we, we need more time for that. Um, let's, let's get to, uh, Lily here first. Uh, Lily writes, what an adventure this April has been. I have to say, I think these four films couldn't be more different. What I like about this choice, um, is that you're ending the movie club with something that really looks back at the start of a cinematic, uh, universe. This is one of the few Marvel films that I actually liked, uh, mainly because of how grounded it is in comparison to the others. Um, this to me is a simple and effective story and doesn't involve strange space creatures and feeling like I need a dictionary next to me to understand what's going on. Okay, fair point. Um, I do see Mike's point that who Steve Rogers is, uh, who he stands for is the model of what people can be on the inside. So to me, I always liked this movie because it was a really strong story of a man changing so much on the outside but keeping the core value of who he is on the inside. I don't really... Uh, know why this film was passed over so often, but it is one of my favorites for sure. I really enjoyed your movie club this month, and I really hope you do it again soon. Um, so yeah, I mean, sorry, go ahead. Thanks, Lily. Yeah, I, I really, I really think that. She brings up a good point about the groundedness. Like, I understand that once they get into space and other things that you need to, you feel like you need a fan dictionary to like, under, like, who is this person again? Like, once it gets more like dense. Yeah. <laughs> like, without it, it, you know, I, even like, I think the biggest fans sometimes need to go, okay, wait a minute, who is this person again? Um, so I get that. I get be, you're more grounded in a story and it's easier to follow. Um, I guess the only point in here that at least Lily and I, disagree upon is like I, I actually think the points of the movie that Lily was saying were strong were, was what I wanted more of the like discovering what these powers mean and I think they kind of do, do that a little bit in the film um, but for me I you know that I think they do the one sequence that I like at the beginning was when when he transforms and he's Captain America and he's running after that bad guy and he's like forever yeah it did take it forever um, but <laughs> but what <laughs> what they were trying to do I think is show that like he's learning his body because even when he's running he's like surprised at how fast he's running he bumps yeah. into things like he's trying to like control this new body and and isn't used to it and i actually kind of like that and wish there was more of that but yes you're right the sequence took took a bit of time um, i hate that he wasn't wearing shoes <laughs> yeah that really bugged you did it that really bugged me and dan went well taylor they didn't know how big his feet would be yeah dan's right does dan <laughs> did dan like this movie Dan is like a casual Marvel. Fan. Okay, okay. He, um, he enjoys this one. Okay. Like he's not, I would never describe him as like a diehard, but he no. drops in and out. Okay. And I think he's seen all of the Marvel movies because okay. he has a friend who is like yeah. a hardcore fan. So he like goes with him and sees those yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah fair so enough. So he's like, oh yeah, I remembered um, liking this one. His major complaint was that people were able to break in and out of government facilities much too easily. Yep, that's very true. Oh, uh, now come on though, that's a trope in every movie. Everything is so like everyone can break into anything so oh, easily this, all the time. In, this movie, in that first scene you're talking about, where he's mm -hmm. discovering his powers, the bad guy literally just like walked. Down oh yeah, he just he was just walk. Oh yeah, he no was just like there. Walks. No, no, oh no, the bad guy was just like easily in there. No, but hey, I mean, what I don't know. State I could just, I, uh, I could just see the two of you watching this movie and just the comments, Dan, the comments. Dan said I should have been live tweeting it. 
He bought my car. Oh, that would have been a, that was a that would have been a great idea. We have to do that next time. I uh, next time sometime in the near future, we'll give you a break. But next time I make you watch a superhero movie, we'll have you live tweet it. Yeah, we'll, it has to be a movie where like you guys know I think it's gonna. Be yeah, fun. well, we'll give you access to the screening and Kingston platforms and let you just Perfect. like social media it out there, and we'll, like we'll do it as a big thing. People love that, and I'm sure we'll have our fans pick the movie. We'll do like a vote or something. That'll be fun. Taylor yeah. Live yeah. Total live tweets what, and then you. <laughs> Pick between four movies and see and see what people <laughs> pick. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. Okay, moving on to thank you, uh, Lily, for your comments, and I'm glad that you were uh, streaming along with us. Uh, we definitely hope that you join us next time too. Um, Tyler Vance chimes in as he always does. Hello, Mike and Taylor. There's a strange feeling sometimes that I get where it seems like there are multiple mini movies. Um, crammed into one full-length one. In Captain America, The First Avenger, there are three such movies. First, there's an interesting alternate history war movie that starts at the beginning of the film and ends just after That's the jailbreak the of the Hydra base. Anymore. Yes, and, he, and Tyler's <laughs> saying it's it's the one he wanted. And actually, I'm going to agree with you. The three of us agree. That's the movie I want, too. I actually uh, like the first part of it. Um, and But he brings up a point that you didn't like. He says that the, the paragon of both virtue and so he... he Captain America becoming this thing, but then he falls in and out of love with his status as a propaganda tool. I actually liked that. I like the idea of here's the super being and the first thing they do is like, let's make up a propaganda tool. I think that's super American and I think that's exactly what would happen. Yes, like, yeah. Speed it up, speed yes, it up. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Um, the second he says there is a campy war flick in the middle where a ragtag team of single trait characters takes on a cartoonishly over the top villain. So much of it is crammed into a small amount of runtime, including action montages, quips, action montages, romantic side eyes, action montages, Hugo weaving aggressively over acting, and indeed more action montages. This mini movie is effectively the ended by Bucky Barnes and the not. <laughs> And the no good, very bad train ride. Um, yeah. So again, he brings like again. I think that's the weakest part of the movie for me is the middle. Is, is this this camp um, action sequences and, and all these montages? Like I didn't really like that. It's what I didn't like about the movie. And obviously, you were not a fan of that either. But you liked Red Skull, and you wanted to know to know more of him. Yeah, like all this stuff about like, although like. Like, all this stuff about, like, the superhumans, like, all that superhuman science stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, that to me was interesting. Yep, yep. Um, that, like, alternative history mm -hmm. I always enjoy, like, man in the high castle type stuff. Yeah. Love all that stuff. When, like, the movie with Michael Fassbender where he's, like, uh, like a Nazi zombie living in that family's uh, shed. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. What, what's that movie? Um, uh, yes, is it? Is it Wolf Creek? I'm gonna look it up. Um, right in. Yeah, but, but all that like that's that's what I'm like. Oh yeah, like and even when Red Skull like became Red Skull, I'm like believable. A Nazi would do that. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. Like, oh, context. for sure. So yeah, all that stuff I I love. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't have even been like I wouldn't have been upset if there was like a cabal of spies trying to like overthrow that nazi plot sure but then that wouldn't have been that's not that's not marvel right you know what i mean like that's a different i wanted a whole different movie entirely which right is the movie right. that um 
Tyler's decided. Yes. Uh, and then he says the third is that we get a standard Marvel movie um, that takes uh, over the final act with huge stakes, big action, and some great to only okay quips. Actually, pretty much everything that Tommy Lee Jones says in the movie is a fantastic quip. Um, I actually, I, lo- I think Tommy Lee Jones as a comedic character in this is, is really good. Yeah. Like him playing the general, everything he says to really everybody, I, I always laugh and find fantastic. I thought he did a great job. Yeah. Uh, so he says of the three mini movies, he'd rank them from best to worst as follows. First, the alternative history war movie. So the first third of the movie. So I think we all agree there. I think that's the movie we kind of all, wanted out of it um the marvel movie number two and the campy war flick number three do you folks agree with my um thoughts on the movie um how would you rank these mini movies and i don't know i think i think we're kind of all in agreement again i like this movie a little bit more obviously than taylor does um but i think that it does i do think the middle part of it and the montages and it falls apart with that war side of it i think it could have spent more time just with steve rogers and yes his place in the the war but a little bit more about what the serum is doing to him and maybe even a struggle of who am i inside versus who i am on the outside because i do think the movie does subtly say something very interesting that it could have done a little bit of a better job getting out there i don't even think it was subtle the scientist literally while he's dying Mm -hmm. points to his chest indicating be the man that you are inside. But I subtle. think I think it's Anyone. subtle in the sense that he he doesn't struggle with it. Like he always knows who he is, but there's no moment of like uh, of of conflict for the character of am I this shell versus am I the person inside? Like there's never a question, which is part of who Captain America is. Is he's always been this this virtuous. Um, brave standing for what's true like that's just who the person is he's just a good person but usually in these types of not not to it's not Jekyll and Hyde but almost like that where you have this other persona well, come through is the, is the Red yeah yeah so it was a physical confrontation on the outside versus an internal one but um, yeah I mean sir, what also shout out to Stanley Tucci um, I think he's always a great actor. Oh, the scientist? Yes, he, that was Stanley you know, Tucci. Also, um, shout out to the Nazi scientist, the little guy. Oh, yes. Um, yes, uh, yes, he's good. He's fantastic. He's yeah, uh, I think they've got some, some good side characters in it. But again, I, I think that that was necessary where the scientist is saying that because it, it tells you why they picked him over everybody else. Is we're, we're picking the, the little guy because of what's in his heart and Wasn't the scientist wants that. Though? Kind of, but I still, I don't know. I think that argument that he has with Tommy Lee Jones, that type of stuff is necessary because of course the military would be like, no, pick this strong guy who can follow orders. But, but the scientist is like, no, we've made this mistake before. We need to pick someone little. And, and he's worried because he doesn't know Steve Rogers from anything. So it didn't bother me that he would keep saying it because he's concerned. He doesn't know Steve Rogers. So he keeps saying to him, is like, just trust what's in here. We need you to be you. Trust what's inside of you. He wanted his dying breath to be that because he was concerned that his serum would be used um, to destroy peoples and everything. Like, it, it, it's the weight of a scientist. When you create something, you don't know how it's going to be used, but you can suspect how it could be used. And I think he sees the potential for evil within it. So it didn't bug me as much as it bothered you. I just think it was heavy-handed. 
Um, Tyler finishes off by saying he did not like the awakening of Maudy Walkenbridge. Oh. Um, he, so he did not like it. Well, that was our guess. That was our guess. It um, wasn't a real genuine <laughs> surprise. And he, he wants us to know that someday when the world is back in order and the laws of the land have dug humanity out of underneath uh, anarchy's dirty fingernails, you will have to answer for your crimes against the immersive cinema that is her smell. Until then, he quotes Star Trek Nemesis, like a thousand other commanders on a thousand other battlefields, I wait for the dawn. I guess he's going to come at us for all this her smell talk. Yeah, physically, apparently. <laughs> What's <I'm sure>. He's <laughs> going to throw hands. He's going to throw. He's going to throw things at us, and we're just going to go, you know what? Doesn't change the fact that her smell is not good. Not great, not great movie, Tyler. <laughs> not a, you know, just it, it's you know it's it stinks of something. I'll tell you that much. How many reviews of that movie were negative? Do you think used that like some sort of like this movie stinks or something? Yeah, like a pun on, on smell. Like the smell is poo or like whatever, right? Like, <laughs> the smell is poo. <laughs> you can't that's good. Swear. No, <laughs> no, but that's that's good. I, I, that's good. That's good, Taylor. Uh, that's like, that would have been my written if I wrote for the New York Times. If we ever switch to doing written reviews as well, we'll have you come up with all those quirky titles because yeah. that'll be good. Um, smell is good. <laughs> smell is good. Uh, thank you, Tyler, for for um, indulging us uh, in in our talk about her smell. Um, we'll definitely we'll have a larger her smell discussion at some point in time. I'm sure we'll come back to it. We always do. Um, our last fan question and comment comes from C who says uh, well isn't this an interesting choice maybe a bit of an odd one I have to say I stumbled upon your podcast mid this movie club and first of all I have to say I really like your show it's really awesome I really enjoy both of your perspectives and it sounds to me like we have two very different movie fans hosting which makes it fascinating to me but I was a bit confused as to what these films had in common. Then I found out each host picked a film they thought the other would hate, and that simply filled me with joy. I find, <laughs> I find it rare that anyone, even big movie fans, would spend their time watching a film they know they'll hate. How did this come to be, and could you recap this week um, if each of you were right in your picks? I have to say I enjoyed hearing your perspective, especially because, uh, to me, these four films are very different, especially in tone, general storytelling devices, and even the intention behind the filmmaking. I'm always curious about the intention as to why movies are made. The first film seemed to be a tribute to a movie star, the second a look back at a moment in history, the third a look into a cultural background of one man, and the fourth a beginning to an entire cinematic universe. Even though Marvel isn't my thing, I have to give them props for what they accomplished within the 10 years. I have a bit of catching up to do, but I do plan on being part of your next movie club if you'll have me. For sure, see? Yeah, you could definitely. You're more than welcome. I mean, this Once you're in the club, <laughs> you're never out. Yeah, That's you'll okay. you'll become the next Tyler Vance. Um just always part of the club and always have your thoughts. Your thoughts are always welcome as a part of this podcast. Um yeah, to quickly answer your your question about how this came to be. I don't remember what the exact Tyler. moment what yeah i know tyler came up with the movie club but i don't know what made us yeah like so tyler vance see who who you we read his uh, comments tyler writes in most weeks um and is one of one yeah, of our sure. biggest fans um and uh, we love tyler and we love hearing from him and he he suggested this movie club because we're all in quarantine um and are kind of separated from each other that we can't go see movies but i don't remember 
how we chose the movies we hate. I think it might have been one of Tyler's suggestions. I think he gave us suggestions on what we could do. And I think one of them was movies that we wouldn't like or wouldn't normally like. And I think that's hilarious. Yeah. And I said, let's do that one. Yeah. I remember you <laughs> being very definitive once. Like, I was like, here are some of the options. You're like, no, 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 hate. Let's go with the ones we yeah, hate. I just think um, great. Yeah. And I think, I don't, for the most part, we've been pretty on par. I think the only movie was, for me, um, I I ended up not hating um, the the awakening of Mahdi Vulcan Brack or however you say it. Um, I ended up not hating it. I actually you liked it a lot. yeah, I actually really enjoyed that movie. So that was probably of the four. That would be the only one. But otherwise, I think we were quite accurate um, on what each yeah. other would like uh, and not like. Coal Miner's Daughter. I did not like that movie. Like. Nope. <laughs> um, last Man. At- in space or last, last man on the moon you didn't like <laughs> I did that like i didn't even really like that that much though i i found there was a lot of problems with that documentary the awakening of Marty walkenbuck you did like yep so definitely yeah a, a blip mm-hmm. and then i did not like captain america so so, so we, i mean we i, I win <laughs> we do we do yeah but the the, the bottom line is i win <laughs> because <laughs> I, I you hated my two movies that i picked that's and i yeah, i don't know <laughs> trying to convert um if that's the case then yeah you definitely win because yeah i I think we were trying to to force each other to talk about a movie we normally wouldn't because i will agree at least i will say one thing if you hadn't suggested the awakening of of monty walkenbrook i would never have watched it no like i would never have even thought of turning it on i can't even say the guy's name like i wouldn't have even thought of it so you did accomplish that that, yeah i count that as a success yeah that's true i I think this whole thing was a success i think we picked four movies yeah couldn't have been more different yeah but uh (laughs) but thank you c for for uh emailing um us and welcome to the podcast and we we definitely hope that you stick with it and we will have another movie club so don't worry um you can definitely be part of it and feel free to go catch up on previous episodes um but we'll end today with just uh just a quick quick recap so taylor um your final thoughts were you're not a fan of captain america the first avenger um you're a skip it now does it still did you hate the movie like is it in the hate category so a little lighter than hate yeah okay well that's something (laughs) <laughs> that's you know i'll take that as a minor win we, we got you off of hate a little bit that's pretty nice um in in terms of uh as what we have coming up next as we mentioned we will do another movie club soon probably not for a little while though we'll give it at least a month off um as we kind of plan things from there as taylor has alluded to we have some stuff coming up so we'll make announcements soon um about that but uh, i'm also uh hoping that we'll be catching up with a couple people that we've had on the show and talked to uh, before so we'll uh we'll have some cool things coming up stick with us as we continue to uh hopefully one day see movies again out in the world (laughs) fingers crossed (laughs) but in the meanwhile go stream some movies thank you for listening to the screening in kingston podcast recorded at cfrc at queen's university in kingston ontario queen's university sits on the traditional lands of the hananoshabi and anashabi peoples we would like to thank the faculty of engineering and applied sciences and the CFRC Podcast Network.